You are listening to Digging In Podcast, presented by Rooted Wealth Advisors. Hey everybody, we're back with another episode of Digging In, presented by Rooted Wealth Advisors. I'm your host, Kencho Kelly, helping you answer all those questions to and through retirement. Today, I'm joined by a man I've known for a few years. Uh, let's see, he's uh, very big-brained when it comes to everything uh, financial services related. Uh, he's an inf- investment advisor representative. Um, he's an aspiring YouTube influencer. Uh, when he's not doing all those things, uh, he's behind uh, the, the wheel of a race car. Ladies and gentlemen, John Saverino. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic, and you know I'm just I'm super blessed and excited to be here with you, and you know really looking forward to diving in on a few few topics you got you got here. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm glad to see you here this morning. <laughs> glad to Amen. see you here. I think a lot of people are kind of nervous when they come to see uh, advisors, right? Mm-hmm. I kind of look at it like like as they go into the dentist. Like people know that they need to go see one, but maybe they're scared. Maybe they had a bad experience in the past. Help walk me through like what you do on like a high level. Like don't get into the weeds, but like help me understand like what you do. Yeah, of course. And I think just taking that first comment uh, in regards to it can be kind of overwhelming or almost kind of a scary experience. Uh, frankly, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, you know, in my opinion, uh, a lot of folks just procrastinate a lot of things that might seem overwhelming or difficult to them. And you know, our finances as a whole are are very difficult, maybe to uh, really just look at, right? In terms of what we're spending on our, our money on, or like how much do I have to support this retirement lifestyle? So I think you know, the first step in that regard is just getting over that fear. Um, but what we do at our firm and, and what we do is we, we help kind of walk folks into retirement and through retirement. Um, you know, we are a holistic financial planning firm. Uh, we have our rooted retirement process that is proprietary to our firm. Zach, myself, Joe, the other advisors on our team, we've worked really hard in developing that process. And one of the first questions that we answer for a lot of folks that come through that process is, will I run out of money? Right. So just making sure we understand, you know, income, how that plays out over the years, whether we're nearing retirement or in retirement is very important. Um, you know, orders of liquidation, you know, a few other nuances in regards to income planning, but from a high level, that's the first step what we take. And then, you know, how can we make it better? Uh, really from a, a tax perspective, can we be more tax efficient? What I found is that nine out of 10 folks that come through our process are not doing any type of tax planning. Nine what, out of 10? Nine out of 10, uh, which might even be on the low side of things. You know, most, if they're working with an advisor today, you know, that advisor is mo- mainly focused on this, like, grandiose investment philosophy, which, you know, our investments are very important, which is another thing that we're going to look at through that process. But if we're not doing any type of tax planning, uh, in my opinion, we're flushing money down the drain and really just not keeping more of those dollars, you know, that we work so hard for in our pockets. I know taxes is a, is a really, really hot topic right now. Amen. Uh, I, I, I want to get into that. And, and you're talking about nine out of 10 people not really having like any form of like a written income plan or anything like that, like not knowing where they're going to draw money. That is, uh, that's insane to me. That's incredible. That's incredible. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that people, that that many people don't have a plan? 
Well, first is most folks aren't working with any type of professional, uh, an advisor at all, right? So they're not doing any type of tax planning. Those that are working with an advisor, you know, one of the gripes that I have with this industry is that this industry as a whole uh, makes it a lot more overwhelming and confusing than it really needs to be. And what I mean by that is if, if for example, if your advisor, your financial person is only talking to you about insurance products, right, for example, well, chances are they're only getting paid to sell you a product, which... Thus, they're not going to talk to you about income or tax planning or estate planning or anything like that. They're going to talk about what they get paid for. And on the flip side, if they're only talking to you about your investments or I just I sat with a client here this morning and she said, John, you know, our previous advisor would just kind of throw these charts and graphs to us and kind of hoorah about how great he's done for us. But then we would leave his office feeling less confident and more confused then we were going into it. So I think our industry plays a big part in that because, you know, everyone becomes so solely focused on what they get paid for and it becomes less about, you know, the client's needs, goals, and dreams. And that's kind of what we've taken in terms of this value kind of approach uh, of our retirement process in, in regards to we want to take a holistic approach and make sure that we're checking all the boxes off in comparison to what I found the rest of advisors are doing today. You know what? I love that about you guys, about <laughs> uh, about Zach and yourself and, and Joe. Like, uh, I've been around a little bit, and I've been to several of these things, and uh, I love that you guys just want to sit down and, like, help people. Right. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, like, you want to do your job. You want to get paid. But at the end of the day, if you're looking and pouring over these people's finances and they've done a great job on their own, if they are that, like, 10%, right? Right. You have no you have no problem patting them on the back and saying, "Good job, right? Good right. job, like Kudos. you are you're, you're moving in the right direction, right?" And you shake their hand, and they feel great walking out of the door, right? But if not, you're there to help, right? Amen. And what you've seen in your industry experience in Zach's and and Joe's is that the majority of people are going to need some kind of guidance, even if it's just a little bit, but. The, the, the fact that there's no pressure, the fact that you want to sit down and really find out like what somebody's hopes, goals, dreams are for retirement, like, and, and that is like a broad spectrum of things, right? Like, do they want to go in an RV and go on like a <laughs> national park tour? My wife does. She, she wants to do that. Really? I want to do that. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, yeah me too. That's awesome. I'm coming with. That's awesome. Uh, while we're at it, we might hit up like every major league baseball stadium. Like, <laughs> like, like, let's have a little fun. Let's get out. Let's see. Let's do. And then you got people that are like, no, you know what? I'm good. Like I've, I did all that. Like in my job, either I traveled for work or did that. Like, I just want to like be here with family and like spend time with my grandkids or my kids or like maybe they traveled and missed out on a lot of that life. Like yeah. I know you probably have a story of like different clients, like wanting like crazy different things. Uh, let's flip the tables a little bit. What do you think okay. retirement's going to look like for you, for a financial advisor who specializes in retirement? For me personally, wow, no one's ever asked me this question before. Um, I mean, me personally, uh, I hope by that point uh, I have established a family of my own. Um, so whether you know, you know, my children are going through school, maybe they have children of their own. I can't answer that question yet. Uh, so having the opportunity to spend more time with them, I think, would be you know very important. You know, even. You know, throughout my working years, hopefully I can find some time to spend with them and enjoy that with them. Uh, as you know, like I love racing. So even just using that newfound time to, you know, travel to some racetracks that I haven't been able to go to across the country, uh, you know, financially and, and time-wise that I haven't been able to. 
Um, that would be a huge goal. A lot of golf, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of golf. Yeah, uh, so I, I see golf, racing, and family uh, as my retirement. Um, and just enjoying that newfound time that I will hopefully have will be important to me. Sounds like retirement's going to be expensive. For you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like... Uh, as a financial <laughs> advisor, that might not be good. I should know. Hey, hey. I know a guy who yeah. can hook you up with an income plan. I know a guy. Um, I think like I think a lot of people want to know like maybe about your background. Yeah. Like uh, I feel like very few kids grow up and like want to be a financial advisor, right? Unless like unless they had a relative in it, maybe their their dad or their uncle, maybe their mom, maybe an aunt, something like that, and then they think that it's cool. Yeah. But in in my line of work, in, in talking with a hun- hundreds of financial advisors all over the country. Um, I, f- I find that a lot of them just kind of like fall into it, but but I, I want to go back to like the the kid, John John the kid, John the like, kid. Like, what, what was your first memory of money? Were you out there mowing lawns? Did you have a paper route? Were you a saver? Were you a spender? Okay, um, this is actually a really great question, and I want to give it to you from a high level, but uh, I'm going to go into the weeds a little bit. So as a kid, right, um, and not to throw my parents from the bus, but like my parents were always very private about their money. And I think the reason for that is, is like my dad didn't want to share anything of that with me because then every time we go to the store, it's like, dad, I want that, dad, I want this, or dad, I want that. Um, so they kept everything very separate. But then even uh, even being very transparent, when I was very young, I was bit by a dog. Um, yeah, when I was like four or five years old, I don't yes. remember exactly when. And um, like my parents are not the lawsuit type of people. So they were just gonna let it go. But our neighbors, you know, had kind of given a sum of money to kind of keep things hush hush. And I don't know how much of that I should be sharing, but I'm going to. So my mom, you know, bless her heart. You, you didn't sign an NDA. <laughs> right. No, nothing of that. Nope, nope. Um, so, you know, my mom put that for the benefit of me. Um, I mean, shame on my mom for putting it in a CD and renewing it every year. Uh, <laughs> until I was... Those of you listening, uh, I, don't, I don't think they... They, they like those CDs in the uh, Rooted Wealth Advisor's office. What we consider CDs as certificates of disappointment in our <laughs> office, especially today. Um, really so when I was 18, like I had this kind of newfound sum of money um, that, frankly, I blew. I mean, if I'm just being honest with you, like I had already kind of had college taken care of to an extent. Uh, so I blew it within the first year. My mom, I think she, if she could, she would have strangled me right then and there. Like she was super disappointed. Um, and that was kind of the first thing because then, you know, as you're going in school, like you're, I wasn't working at the time. So I'm begging my dad for 50 bucks one week. And then, you know, what he threw that back in my face was well, remember that sum of money that you went and blew on those clothes and that MacBook and all those different items. And that was where it first hit me like, okay, you know, money is not, you know, it needs to be taken a lot more seriously. I need to educate myself a lot more. Uh, than what I had because I was just going to school for business administration. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I thought, you know, I grew up in a very blue-collar family. My dad worked really hard, but I seen him, you know, go through a lot of surgeries, and I'm like, that's not what I want to do. Um, I think I can make a bigger impact in this world. Just I wasn't sure what that was going to be at that time. Um, And then I had, you know, this this incredible blessing of meeting Zach and getting to know Zach. I actually worked on his cattle farm, high school like it doesn't get more blue collar than it no it, it doesn't and it the ir- irony of that is that zach had dated my cousin um at that time now this was you know 15 16 years ago maybe even a little bit longer and that's how i met him right and you know someone that was going to pay a 15 year old ten dollars an hour for their time uh was pretty incredible and that relationship that working relationship turned into a mentorship and you know i even remember i was like 19 or 20 
And we were just like randomly talking about credit. And I'm like, I don't think I really have any credit. And he's like, well, here's what you need to do. And like Zach gave me those baby steps of establishing credit, the importance of paying like a credit card off each month. And it, it truly was Zach that, that initially instilled kind of these uh, financial values that I still you know hold dear today and, and follow today. Um, but even at that point, I didn't see financial advisor in my future. Um, my uncle worked in global supply. I thought, man, you know, that sounds really neat, kind of talking to him about a few things. And then Zach offered me a position, right? So I had a couple of years of experience working kind of in an intern capacity for Zach at the time. Uh, after school, I did some work in Atlanta, um, more tax and estate planning, but I was kind of continuously getting my foot in the door right. of financial planning. And, you know, once I had moved back to Illinois from Atlanta, um, you know, Zach and I still shared a relationship and Zach was just like, man, I got to have you. And the rest is history. Right. So uh, really, I, I owe a lot of that to Zach um, in terms of me getting into this field. But I think once you're in the field, you realize the impact that you can make on people's lives. And, um, you know, it's it's a it's an amazing, incredible pleasure to have the opportunity to serve folks that are nearing retirement or in retirement. And, you know, before every meeting, like the, the question that I'm asking as I'm walking in that office or that conference room is how can I help? And you kind of mentioned that before, but that truly is, is that's the last question that I'm asking myself before I go into that room, how can I help these folks? Because I have, I have this pleasure to serve, you know, this individual or this couple and, and I don't take that lightly whatsoever. That's so cool. I, I genuinely appreciate that <laughs> uh, from you, from Zach, from Joe, like just the want to help. Yeah. Right? Amen. Uh, amen. I like, there's so much stipulation out there. like financial advisors. It like, sounds so cliche. Stock market guy. who's always got his hand in your pocket. Yeah. Right? Amen. And, but that's why we're fiduciaries, right? No type of uh, commissionable trading, no type of fixed fees. Um, you know, we take that fiduciary oath in this office very seriously for that reason. Whether it sounds cliche or not, um, I feel that you know I'm in this role for a reason, right? And I, I, like I said, I don't take that very lightly. Super important for those of you that don't know, a fiduciary advisor is legally obligated to have your best interests at heart. The other, uh, the other one is suitability standard, right? <laughs> Advisors just have to prove that hey, maybe we got close, maybe we got in the ballpark. They don't really care. Right, exactly. Like, at the end of the day, like, they might care, but they don't actually, like, they're not held to that next level of responsibility. Right? Amen. So make sure you find yourself a fiduciary. I uh, want to give a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor today, Rooted Wealth Advisors. Get your copy of Your Retirement Lifeblood today. Uh, the author is Zach Gray, the founder and CEO of Rooted Wealth Advisors. Uh, John already alluded to it's his mentor. Um, and uh, you you definitely went to the school of Zach Gray. Amen. Uh, I went to the school of Zach Gray. <laughs> a lot of people go to the school of Hard Knocks. You went to the school of Zach Gray. Oh. Um, I, I kind of wanted to hit on it, uh, looping back to your story here. Yeah. Like, you found out money was important at, like, 18. Right. That's... Uh, I mean, that's that's a really pivotal age to, like, learn about, like, money. Right. And uh, and make a lot of mistakes. And make a lot of mistakes, right? 
uh, a lot of people go to college and yeah. not know what they want to do. You went to college not knowing what you want to do. Right. Are you in business administration? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, of, what do you want to do with kind that? Kind of. Uh, like, I was at, like, I went to school for international business. <laughs> I'm not doing anything international. Um, uh, my French is very poor. Yeah. Um, so it's just one of those things, like, you, you live and you learn, but those money experiences are just so, so pivotal. And I think, like, from a young age, like, you knew your parents worked hard for money. You talked about your dad, like, seeing him have surgeries, like, have it be, like, a physical toll on his body. You've mm-hmm. been there. You've seen that. Amen. Um, like, my dad was in agriculture. Like, yeah, he's got a PhD, but like it's a very physically demanding job. Yeah. Um, so I, I rode a combine with him, been yeah. on a planner, <laughs> walked beans, walked corn. Like, it, I have a special appreciation for those people who have seen that, done that, and want to help those people. Like, yeah, you might wear a suit jacket to work, but like underneath is very blue collar, and right. you have like a true heart to actually help those people. You're not the Wall Street kind of guy. You know, like exactly, you might dress the part, but really, <laughs> you just want to help people. Yeah, I mean, uh, aim into that, and uh, you know, it, it's kind of why we are rooted wealth advisors. You know, because Zach is, you know, a farm boy at heart. Uh, while I necessarily wasn't quite the farm boy, uh, even though I worked on his farm, I had just grown up in a blue collar family. Even generationally, you know, my my grandfather on my dad's side was a cabinet maker. And, you know, my maternal grandfather, he was a, a oil. He delivered oil, right? So it's just, um, you know, blue collar is in my roots, and I, I stay rooted, you know, in that um, aspect that I don't forget where I came from, right? And I, I'm not afraid to get dirty, right? I mean, we work on our own race car. We build our own motors, our own transmissions. Uh, Roll up the sleeves. Amen. I mean, yeah, I like to look good, too, though. Let's not get oh, it twisted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very, very GQ, John. Uh, uh, that's what my aunt calls me. If you don't know Come, Shout out come, to Auntie Rocks. Come, come take a look. Shout out to Auntie Rocks. <laughs> uh, so if you could go back, 18, very pivotal age. Yes. What would you tell yourself, like, if you could hop in that DeLorean oh, and go man. back to John at 18? Oh, uh, I mean, I'm embarrassed to even say this, but I think it, it is clear, first of all, it's like I made mistakes, right? I would have, that money that my mom had given me uh, from getting bit by a dog at like four or five years old, I would have put that back into savings, right? I would have never even spent any of that money whatsoever. Um, I, I just wouldn't have spent it. Um, even when Zach had kind of helped me get my credit established, I will tell you what, that credit card was not getting paid off every month for that first year or two. And finally I went to Zach and I'm like, Zach, like what's going on? And he's, you know, and then of course we had to have a very hard conversation together. But really the two things that I would tell myself first is don't spend every dollar that you have right? All, don't spend every dollar that you have because that's exactly what I was doing is like, well, I have this paycheck coming in from my part-time work and then this you know, money that I have here, I can spend it. That's not the case, right? Because a dollar today is not going to be worth a dollar tomorrow. Knowing what that sum of money would be worth today if I would have just invested it, even very in simplistic terms, makes me sick, right? Thinking about, so just remember that you know, the time value of money is very important and the opportunity, even like the $5 that you're spending on Starbucks this morning, what that $5 could turn into in 5, 10, 15 years would at least make you look at it from a different lens right. in regards to that coffee that you're buying. And then credit card, right? A credit card is not there to borrow money on. Uh, it's there to give you rewards. It can be there as an emergency for you. But 
the interest that you're paying on those credit cards will take you a long time. And I learned from it, right? And right. it was a very tough lesson to learn, but I also don't think I would be in the position today if I not only wouldn't have made those mistakes that I did at a young age, and I didn't, or I wouldn't have had someone like Zach there to kind of help give me the tough advice that I needed. Right, absolutely. <laughs> tough, tough advice. School of Zach Gray. School of Zach Gray. He's going to love that. Go on, he that. is going to love that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have to open up a school. Uh, it's time, like, I, what I'm hearing you say yes. is that even though you made mistakes, yep. you can correct them. Amen. Obviously, time plays a big deal in that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you could you could go back and you could have so much more money now. <laughs> yeah. But, like... So, so taking that into the future, right? Yeah. Like, if people are making mistakes now with their money, it's just important that they realize that because it can be corrected. Correct. It goes back to what we talked about earlier in terms of, um, you know, just holding yourself accountable. Don't procrastinate it. Right. Like, every, even, like, so the best example I can give you is, let's say that you do have a credit card balance of some sort, but it's more like out of sight, out of mind. You're just like, I pay the minimum payment. I don't care about it. That's bad news. Well, it's the same concept like, okay, I want to go to the gym, but are you going to the gym, right? It's You want to and like you want to pay that credit card off, but the first step truly is like just look at it, stare at it for five minutes if you have to and say this is real, but I can, I can handle this, I can fix this, and then we can start doing some steps. But the first thing is just acknowledging that it's real and that it needs to be fixed. Right, and, and that's tough, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah like, it's tough. Like, don't think it's going to be easy. I it's hate, hard. I hate admitting when I make a mistake. My <laughs> wife will tell you, like, I will. I, I don't like making mistakes. Dude, and I, oh, it's so hard to admit. <laughs> so hard to admit. But, but like, once you make that mistake, mm-hmm. right, and, and then you have a, somebody that can help you correct it. Right. Even if it's just, like, tiny behavioral changes like those will add up over time amen one percent every day one percent every day that one percent rule and i think the beauty of like technology right is there's so many resources out there to help us kind of maybe uh, if we're already on the right track just be continue on that track or if we've gotten into bad times or we have some debt that we're trying to uh fix yes there's a ton of resources out there but you know, eventually you start getting, you know, this is the path you need to go down. This is the path. And then you start getting confused on what path is uh, the right way. And then it's almost like paralysis by analysis, right? You, you like, okay, which path is the best one for me? And then you never actually implement it. And, you know, one thing that I learned from the, from the school is that gray is if you're 80% of the way there, just do it. Right. So, um, while technology and the internet has been great, it's a great resource tool to help us. Um, just don't get caught up in all these different ideas or tricks at the end of the day is like only you can do it. And it just becomes be disciplined with your savings and, and money. Right. That's right. really the, the, the first step there. It's a good thing. A lot of those racetracks you drive on are straight. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Can you I imagine like, having, having, you know, like, you know, like, like a five way intersection you got to pick. And you got to pick which one. Oh which man. I, I like that analogy that like paralysis by by over analysis, because yeah. in this world we live in, you can you can get on your phone and within 15 seconds pull up a, a million different financial sites, and they could they could say a million different things, right? About like about your future, about finances. If you're looking to grow your money, if you're looking to protect your money, if you're going to retire, if you're going to save, all like six ways a Sunday, and it, it can be really confusing, really overwhelming, and. Yeah, like, I mean, I look at, at my statements, right? If I didn't have you guys. Yeah, right. Uh, like, I, I wouldn't know what to do. So I, I can't imagine being that close to retirement and 
and not not having like a plan, not not, not knowing where I'm headed exactly in the future. Um, so I, I I really like that you guys will like sit down and just help sort it all out. Like have an expert you can talk to in the field. No pressure. No no sleazy sales pitches. Right. No timeshare presentation. Right? I, I think we've already established like, hey, if you're doing a great job. You're gonna get a pat on the back yeah, and shake fist bump like, great job, and like that's gotta feel good, yeah. right? If if you're that ten percent, fifteen percent, whatever it is, like that's gotta feel good to be like pumped up about yourself, um, but then to just that other percent, like the the majority of people we've already established, they mm-hmm. just need a little bit of help, need a little direction, need a little corralling of everything that's scattered all over, all over the back forty, right? So. I, I really appreciate that about you guys, that you just want to sit down and help. That is that is so cool. Uh, do you have anything else to add? What, 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 what's your plans today? Um, so I had a couple visits here this morning. Uh, I got a couple, you know, more uh, client reviews, uh, you know, coming up here this afternoon. That's kind of, we, we try and meet with our clients twice a year. And uh, towards the, the fall or the end of the year review, we, we are talking a lot about taxes and tax planning. Um, so that's going to be kind of the primary core of my discussion with those couple couple visits here this afternoon, and then um, yeah, I mean, past that, it's just making sure that you know all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed for our clients, kind of moving into uh, some uncertain times like in the market today. So just making sure we're keeping the thumb on that. That'll kind of channel a lot of a lot of today as well, um, but. Uh, you know, past that, it's just going to be, you know, meeting with them and making sure we're on the right track for, for those clients this right. afternoon. Absolutely. I know taxes is a hot topic. We Amen. don't have time to hit it today. Maybe yes. we can deep dive. Yeah, that'd be fun. Dig in <laughs> to it next time. Let's dig in. Let's dig in. All right. We'd like to thank our presenting sponsor, Rooted Wealth Advisors, for today's show. If you have any questions about anything you've heard today, they'd love to visit with you. And if you'd like a copy of your of the book, your Retirement Lifeblood, give them a call at 815-918-4727. Again, that's 815-918-4727. And uh, let them know that you heard about them from digging in. That's it for us today. We'll see you next time. Until then, keep digging in. This was Digging In Podcast. Presented by Rooted Wealth Advisors.